You're with Pastor Troy right here. We're getting excited. We got a special program for you. You're going to be seeing over the next few weeks until we get ready for season two. You're going to be seeing the best of the On the Dock season one. These will be coming at you hard and steady. I want you to get them out there. Check them out. Help us get them out to your friends. We want to see you on YouTube, Spotify, and iTunes as well. But this is the best of, get this, the best of season one. Get ready for it. We're going to be coming at you with a super season two coming up this August. We'll see you soon. Enjoy this episode of On the Dock season one. Best of. some good time here today. It's going to be a great one. I'm podcasting today with Mother Beth on the set. We're going to be all about conversations. You know, that's what we're about here. Conversations that on the dock that propel your faith out of the shallows and into the deep. Glad you've joined us. We got a great show for you, but we want to tell you, first of all, how to find us. You can go to our podcast partners. We've got these wonderful platforms. You can go to YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Facebook, Roku, Rumble, and SermonNet. Now, Roku, got to download the SermonNet app, find the On the Dock with Pastor Troy channel. Matter of fact, all these, find the On the Dock with Pastor Troy channel. And we also have good social media partners, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Telegram. We'd love a shout-out at On the Dock. Tell everybody, hey, shout-it out and tell Mother Beth how good her hair looks tonight. We just want to hear about that. Oh, she looks no. great today. She's got her wedding hair yeah, on. We were at a wedding this week. Wedding hair. Post-wedding hair. That's I mean, the women get the do up. They have to get the nails done, the, the feet done. You know, got to get them, got to get them all sanded up and ready to go, and get new dresses, new outfits, back up new outfits. It's just a whole deal. And uh, us guys, we just go find a white shirt and a tie, put it on, <laughs> show up, <laughs> comb our hair. You know, everything's good. You know, I thank God I'm not a lady. I appreciate the ladies. To all the ladies' house, thank you for what you do. For all the guys in the house, thank God we are the guys. So I don't know why anybody would want to cross over. I, I just don't even understand that. I mean, no. all right. Now, hey, when you find our podcast <laughs> platforms, go find them, subscribe, hit like, notify, share, comment, all those kind of things on it. And by the way, we always want you to be one of our Patreon partners or sponsors. You can sponsor. We'd love to have you on as a sponsor or a partner. If you, if you become a partner, you can get one of these fancy on the dock cups that we got sitting on the table here today. I think, I'll, let me hold one up here. There you go, right there. Get one of these bad boys. You can find out how to do it at my Patreon. Go to my Patreon, download the app. You can find it the channel at On the Dock with Pastor Troy. Or you can always go to onthedock.org. That's our website. There's links to all of our podcast platforms. Also links directly to Patreon. You can find all the stuff, including our embedded player. Also, you can email us if you have any questions at info at onthedock.org. So we're ready to go here. Locked in and loaded. Mother Beth is my co-host today. How is Mother Beth doing? Mother Beth is here. We're tired today. We <laughs> we were on the other side of Missouri, and we came back very early this morning to do church. And 
we're ready to do podcasting tonight because we want to connect with you. We, we've been doing this incredible series, uh, Mother Beth, myself, and we've had Lucas. Let me put Lucas's face. Lucas is in the studio today. He's not on the microphone right now, but Lucas here is our techno wizard here. He is in here. He's actually training right now. He's got, we got Colton here. Uh, he's learning how to run everything. He's going to be a great little guy on, on that stuff. He just knows how to do all this stuff. He's, he's just got a real heart for ministry. So we got Colton here. We'll have to get him a graphic eventually so his grandma you know, you know, you know, right. yeah, yeah. We'll have to give him a graphic. So yeah. we'll have to talk to Haley when she gets back. We need graphics, Haley. Haley, we need one for Colt. We'll call it assistant techno wizard, assistant techno wizard. Number one, number one, Star Trek, you know, it was the captain. And then there was number one, number one, engage. Yep. Number one, fire phasers. We don't want him to be the nameless guy. We do not want him to be Lieutenant Smith. No. Lieutenant Smith always dies before the opening credits. Yep. No, Lieutenant Smith usually makes it to the beam down after the credits, but if they have no name. No name, If right. they just have a, and a red shirt, if they get in the transport with a red shirt, I love that skit on Saturday Night Live when they get in the skits and, and they're getting ready to beam down, and the one person says, I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be the red shirt. You know, don't. The one thing is get a name. Don't be a red shirt, all right? And then you get to stay at least for the first commercial. You will get killed by a phaser then. But, you know, at least you were seen, you know, and, and you got a credit. Yeah. So Lucas is in here. He's our techno wizard today doing training. And we are in our Psalms volume one project and we're getting deep in it. We're at part seven. This is the last of the seven Psalms. We are going to be here for a part eight. We'll tell you more about that a little bit. We're going to kind of wrap all the Psalms up into one big package and do that for you uh, in, in, in part eight. But right now we're in part seven, looking at an incredible Psalm, an incredible Psalm, Mother Beth, Psalm 130, 130. We're going to find out a lot about that here in just a minute. Are you ready? Ready. You're ready. Ready, Freddie. Ready. All right. Hey, we're going to show a video. The video, uh, Lucas and uh, Ben have been in the studio. Every one of these Psalms, they have done a special video, a special video that reads the scripture and then does a music that's connected to it. I think this song is by Shane and Shane. I think it's, I, is it, I will wait for you. Is that right, Lucas? It's, I will wait for you. And, and today when we played it at church, when you see it at church, uh, if you go back and watch the church from the day that we played it on, uh, we had the worship leader that played it today was Shane. So it was Shane, Shane, and Shane. So it was really good. If we just had, we had Shane cubed. So today we've got Shane, Shane and Ben. So, but uh, with Lucas involved as well. So check out this, uh, just let the scripture soak into you a bit. Listen to the text, get into the worship. And then mother Beth and I are going to break it down for you and we're going to get it in our soul. So here we go with the, here we go with the, with the, with the video. From the depths of despair, O Lord, I call for your help. Hear my cry, O Lord, pay attention to my prayer. Lord, if you kept a record of our sins, who, O Lord, could ever survive? But if you offer forgiveness that we might learn to fear you, I am counting on the Lord. Yes, I am counting on him. I have put my hope in his word. I long for the Lord, more than centuries long for the dawn. Yes, more than centuries long for the dawn. O Israel, hope in the Lord. For the Lord there is unfailing love. His redemption overflows. He himself will redeem Israel from every kind of sin. I cry to you, 
In darkest places I will call Incline your ear to me anew And hear my cry for mercy, Lord
storm and through the night how you wait for you surely wait for you for your love is my delight your love is my delight where I find my strength That was really good. Yeah. Gosh, that's so powerful. Hope you enjoyed that. That's Psalm 130. That is, I will wait for you. Written by originally by Shane and Shane, performed there by Ben Adelini, one of our co-hosts, and also the worship pastor here at Community Faith Church. We are so proud of that, what Lucas and them have done. You can go to YouTube. Go to the Community of Faith Church YouTube channel, and, and they have categorized those under a special category called the Psalms, and you can find all seven of those projects there. And I just encourage you to download those into your favorites and use those for your devotional time when you need to get with the Lord. These All these psalms are significant. We're going to be covering Psalm 130 here right now. And then we're going to go back in the medley and kind of give you, we're going to go back and touch base on all seven of them, kind of give you a good summary. And then we're going to talk about a little bit in, in the next episode on, on how those things can really, I believe, boost up your walk, Beth. Don't you think? Yeah. Let, let's start with Psalm 130. Psalm 130 is a, another psalm that's very familiar to us, like Psalm 121 that was in part six. Uh Psalm 121 was a, like, it was a part of the Psalms of Ascent. Psalm 130 is also part of that package that goes from Psalm 120 to 134. There's 15 Psalms that are the Psalms of Ascent. That means the Psalms, the pilgrims going to Jerusalem would sing as they're climbing Mount Zion to go to the Holy Mountain, go to the tabernacle, to go do the sacrifices during the different pilgrimages that required uh, the, the, the Israelites to go back to that place for that. There were about three events a year that caused different ones to go. I, I would say it was called for all of them to assemble, but we know they didn't all go, but we know at different times, different par parts of the household would go mm -hmm. and they would take the sacrifice and bring it to the mountain. And, 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 and when they started climbing the hill, they would start singing these psalms starting at 120 through 134. They would sing them antiphonally, which means they would be uh, the, the, the leader would lead on a verse. Then somebody would, the crowd would repeat back. Mm -hmm. All these psalms were known by these pilgrims by their heart. Mm -hmm. These would be just like us singing a song that we've known all our life, you know. And it would be like us singing Amazing Grace or, or, or What a Friend We Have in Jesus. They would have all known these. They would have memorized these, and they would just know these psalms well. So they were sung in anticipation of reaching the top and being in the presence of God at the, foot, at the footstool, which was the Holy of Holies on the Temple Mound in mm -hmm. Jerusalem. Amazing, isn't it? Yeah. And so as they went up these hills, we learned a lot about this psalm. Let me break it down. The psalm starts with the first couple of verses where it's a cry for help. You're going to see that real clearly. There's just this deep, guttural cry for help. It gets into the next two verses into Yahweh. Uh, the crowd is beginning to ask Yahweh to, to hear and forgive their hearts. And it's it, it comes through penance. Uh, the word we'll be talking a lot about is the word penance. It's, it's a root of the word repentance. Repentance is like asking God to be sorry over and over again. I'm sorry, I repented, I repent, I repent. But penance is it's a deep active sorrow. So it's, it's, you, you live a penitent life. Mm -hmm. you, you're living a life before God that's prepared to meet him. And so they wanted to come before God with humbleness and, and penance. Right. And, and in verses five and six, we're going to see that there's an expectation and a, and a hope and, and an expectation and a, and an accounting that God will forgive them. 
There are a lot of gods known in that world in that day that were unforgiving gods. They were very violent gods. They were messed up little demigods and all kinds of national gods. They were mm-hmm. very unforgiving. But Yahweh was known as a God who loved his people. And not only did he love his people, but he wanted to see their redemption. And so they, 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 they believe that's coming. And in 7 and 8, there's a cry then not only for the, the pilgrims to have penance, but there's a cry that all of Israel would turn back to God. And with that, God's blessing would be on their entire nation that people would put their hope in Yahweh. That's a good word for us today, wouldn't you think? Oh, yeah. Wouldn't it be nice if, if, yeah. if Christians repented, if, if the church would see a mass revival of individuals bowing before God, and then we would begin to crowd for a national revival and national yeah, penance? That would be amazing. That's what we need today. We need, we need people to realize the Lord is here. It's not, it's, I know here they're going to a festival, and, and that festival was symbolic of, of when they would go and God would be there, but God was already there. I will wait for you. He's already there. Right. He's here right now. He just wants us to, 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 to break our hearts, open our hearts to him, let him in, and then then we need to be contagious to other people. So yeah. beautiful Psalm, Psalm 130. Let's break down Psalm 130 just a little bit here. I'll, I'll get into the, the liners of it. Uh, it starts off from the depths. Hebrew, the word uh, for the for, from the depths is a word called, uh, I got to get this right, it's called mama, mamak. It's so so it's like M A H, and the abbreviation would be A M, A W K. So mamak. So it's a very interesting word. It's a word that I didn't expect to see here. You know, it's when you talk about the depths. The word mamak kind of applies the deep part of the sea. Mm-hmm. It's it's a water. It's a sailor term. It's a it's used in that way. And we see it. And it says from the mamaks of despair, O Lord, I call for your help. Hear my cry, O Lord, pay attention to my prayer. So that first verse, from the depths of despair, O Lord, I call for my cry. That would have been what the priest would have sung or the leader of the tribe would have sung. And everybody else would respond, hear my cry, O Lord, pay attention to my prayer. So he would have said, from the depths, we call your help. Here here your people are, O Lord. You know, there would have been that response. And uh, uh, Isaiah uses that. Isaiah 51.10 says, Are you not the one who dried the sea, the waters of the great deep, the man the, the, that made the depths of the sea, the mamok, uh, a road for the redeemed to cross over? So you can see there it's used in the depth of the sea. So what I think is intriguing about this, uh, Beth, is that in the word here, mamok, they chose from the depths, and I, I'm gonna, I'll pull this back up here so we have it up on the screen here. From the depths of despair, that mamok is talking about how deep the sorrow is of these uh, pilgrims coming. If you were with us in Psalm 121, when we talk about 121, it's the second Psalm. This is the 11th. Mm-hmm. The 11th, they're getting close to the top. They sang them in order, so they're getting closer to the top. As they get closer to the top, they realize they got to meet with God, and maybe I'm not right to meet with God. What if I'm not right to meet with God, and I stand before God unholy and not penitent? What happens if God flashes out with fire? Yeah. Like he did on the two priests that touched the ark improperly, or what he's done with people when they've been unholy, cores rebellion. What if I come before God and I'm found not penitent, not righteous? What if God were to purify his area? Would I stand the test? Mm. And they were beginning to get a little nervous. Yeah, I bet. At the bottom of the hill, they were like, ah, let's go. We're marching to Zion. Beautiful. (laughs) And when they get to the top, they're like, oh, my, dad's going to be there. He knows everything. Don't you, do you think there was like a weightiness or a heaviness? There wasn't at the bottom. No, the closer they got, do you think there was, do you think they could feel his presence a little more? I think so. The closer they got. The Israelites say that, that, you know, Israel's holy, you know, Jerusalem's holier. The, the, inside the city of David's holier. When you get to the Temple Mount, it's holy. When you get in the Gentiles' court, it's holy. When you get to the holy, holy when you get into the the tabernacle, it's holy. When you get into the outside, it's holy. But the holiest of holies, the seventh spear, right. is the actual altar where the the Ark of the Covenant is, right. where the cherubim are. And they say the closer you get, the more you feel the right. presence of God. And I mean, I've 
experienced that to some degree in in services that we've been in or, yeah, or different places in. that we've gone. You can feel when when God's really moving. You can almost feel really God present. come in the room or the presence of God is descended in right. and, and the train of his robe, it, the scripture says, fills the temple. You can mm-hmm. kind of feel that, can't you? Yeah. I could see they're feeling that. They're seeing it. They're they're not they're they're seeing they're not they're down the hill they're up the hill now and they begin to see the city come closer mm-hmm. and they realize they all have to stand before God will he be pleased with their hearts and their actions and so we have this beautiful beautiful text and so i just think i just think it just speaks so highly and then where where do we go next well we go to verse 3 and 4 verse 3 and 4 and it calls they're, they're, they're asking to hear for the cry well what's the cry in verse 3 and 4 you see lord if you kept a record of our sins that awan is the word, the Hebrew word for sins. And in a lot of versions, a better word would be, should you keep a record of our, should you mark our iniquities? Think of a checklist. Should you have a checklist of everything we've done wrong? Not just today, but but for the, for the year, for the for the life. Right. They're like, Lord, if you had a checklist of everything I did wrong, you know, if Pastor Troy, if there was a checklist, it would be a little scary of yeah. a checklist, wouldn't you think? We'd be in trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you got that. So as you think about this, would you like to have to stand before God knowing he has a checklist of everything you did wrong? That's what they're saying here. The good thing is they say, who could ever survive? Because none of us could. No. And, and we might hide things from each other and one another. We may keep a good secret. But God, there are no secrets. He, he knows everything. He knows the desires of our heart. He knows everything about us. We can't, we can't get around him. No, we even hide things from ourselves. Oh, absolutely. I mean, denial. We live there. in denial. Right. Yeah. Right. And he, says, and he basically says, thank God, Lord, if you kept a record, who could survive? But verse 4 is the celebration. But, you, but if you kept it, fine, but you offer forgiveness. And it's, a, it's the atoning blood that covers that sin, and it washes it away even from the sight of God. Mm-hmm. I know when you when I'm in trouble with you occasionally, and I've sinned before <laughs> Beth, Beth Never. has the ability to remind me of the last 12 sins I did as I atone for the newest one. And so you have to have, a, you have, to have atonement and past atonement. With God, thank God, thank God. I don't God. believe I do that. Well, you're not too bad at it these days. You've gotten I'm better at denial. it. denial. She's a much better mother, <laughs> Beth, these days than she was in her younger uh, days of marriage. I think we're both a little better than we were. She could scourge me for many years past. <laughs> but 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 no, but the good thing is God doesn't do that. God doesn't. God, when you ask for forgiveness and you repent it truly of your heart, your, your new sins are new. Though a righteous man falls down, he gets back up. God knows we're going to fall down. God knows we're going to make more mistakes. Yeah. He's not going to throw all the past ones. If you've got them under the blood of Christ, you make a new mistake. Just get back for, before God again. Get your purity back. Yeah. You can do that with God. So nobody can survive. But verse 4, but you offer forgiveness that we might learn to fear you. Fear here is not Beth being scared of God. Fear is an awesome reverence of God. Right. That we got to get before him. We aren't going to trick him. We're not going to be able to slide by him. We can fake everybody else, including ourselves. Mm-hmm. But God knows everything. He knows the hairs on our head. He knew us before we were formed in the womb. We're, we're just not going to get this past him. So nobody could survive if God judged us on our sins. So we thank God that we have forgiveness in, right. in, in, in his mercy. And we need to respect that. We oh, need to, absolutely. to build our respect for that. And I like it because it says who Lord could survive, but a better version says who O Lord could ever stand. Mm-hmm. Well, I think a lot of us could survive because, you know, we can say I'm sorry and can't survive, but the stand is who could ever stand before God, you know, knowing that, that you're not righteous. Nobody could. No. Nobody could do it. Uh, we are guilty and we, folks, we are honestly drowning in our own sin. We're right. just guilty of drowning in our own sin. And even if you don't know what we are. Yeah. yeah. So, in Psalm 130, verse 4, the remedy for sin is offer of forgiveness. You can see that, that we might learn to fear you. The offer of forgiveness is to the repentant. Mm-hmm. 
you actually have the offer of forgiveness by God isn't to the unrepentant. It's to the, those that are repentant. Right. Pentant means remember, remember when back in verse one, we talked about the depth of that. I didn't do a really good job with that when I think about it, but let me, let me pop back to that here real quick here. When I was opening with that opening verse there from the depths, I talked about Mamak and the depths were like the deep of the sea. So it says here from the depths of the spirit, oh Lord, I cry for your help. What you're doing is ripping open your heart mm -hmm. to the deepest part of your soul and spirit and saying, though my sins would be at the bottom of the ocean, oh Lord, I render those to you. And I ask you to hear my, hear my heart. Okay. And the, yeah, the good thing about God is God is the only one able to reach to that depth. Nobody yeah. could free dive down. You couldn't even from the depth of your own sin, you couldn't get to the surface and survive. Mm -hmm. You would die no. from the ascent. Right. But God alone can reach down into the mamak, to the deep mm -hmm. despairing part of your life and, and pull it out and offer you forgiveness. Because right. he's our potter. He's, he's yeah. the creator. He's able to do that. So uh, this type of pardon is just amazing. He's able to literally get something and get somewhere in our lives that nobody else can reach to. I just love that. But we have to let him do it. You have, we to, have to allow it. Well, you have to, you have to not only allow him, you have to invite it. Right. You, you have to come in and say, God, I need that mercy and grace. So I am penitent. I bear myself to you. Right. I confess that I am not the exalted one. I need to humble myself. Yes. And, 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 and only you can get me over the bar. Leviticus 19 uh, tells us, I, 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 tells us that it's a most powerful scripture that God gives us on who he is. Leviticus 19, two says, uh, be holy for I, the Lord, your God am holy. Mm -hmm. What the Lord is saying is, you know, I love you and I want you in, but because I'm also holy, you're not going to slide by me and around me and around the curve. I'm going to know everything right. and you're not going to get, I'm not going to lower the bar either. God, God's not going to drop down the requirements to get into heaven no. because we can't stand what God expects for us is to bow. He yeah. wants us to bow and invite him in. And just admit that we can't. Admit we, we can't. can't stand. Yeah. See, Adam and Eve were in the garden and, and they talked each other into eating fruit that they weren't. They had one tree they couldn't eat of. And they made a decision to try it to be like God. Mm -hmm. God said, now I have one rule for you. The rule for you is you'll have to use your free will to, to bend your knee yeah. and humble yourself. And I'll let, I'll let my grace come back into you. We, by sin, we rejected God. And we exalted ourselves. It's by humbling ourselves that we exalt him and let him back in. Right. And he is not going to drop the bar down. I, I know social today, everybody on social society says, Hey, God's, God's going to lower the bar. He, he accepts this and this, and you can do this kind of sin and that kind of sin. If you go in the back of the Bible and you read those who inherit the kingdom of God, I promise you in the kingdom of heaven, Leviticus 19, two, those issues have not changed. No. The bar's not been lowered. No. He is not going to be concerned about what the social uh, media says we should do or who is woke today. He doesn't care who's woke. God's been awake, awake and awoke the whole, the whole time. time. The whole and time. There's nothing new. There, there's All nothing. of this stuff's been around. Everything since the beginning. that we talk about that we don't think the old people understood, they had it. They right. had. They had men dressing as women and women dressing as men in the Bible. Yep. They had people crossing over. They had bestiality. bestiality. In the, they had it all in the Bible. Right. And God said, none of that can inherit the kingdom of God. Only clean hands and a pure heart. We'll get to that in a minute. Yep. So Leviticus 19 sets the bar. And the only way for us to get over the bar is not by getting under, because we're never going to get under the bar mm -hmm. of, of God. We may fool ourselves and think we are, but it's not going to work. We'll end up in a wrong place. But God has a way for us through. So, so one of the things that's really important is that God gave us a way to make atonement. The key is that you have to incline your heart, Beth. Right. You have to give your heart to God, open your heart to God. And then when you do that, then God can begin to work with you. Mm -hmm. God, when you humble you, humble yourself, God can exalt you. 
And I think that's just the way it, it's got to start there. And it's just a beautiful thing. There's a beautiful psalm called Psalm 24, verses 3 and 4. Who may climb the mountain of the Lord, who may stand in his holy place, only those with clean hands and a pure heart. As these pilgrims came up, they started off pretty chatty. But by the time they get to Psalm 130, they're like, man, I wonder if our hands are clean. And I wonder if our hearts are pure. We're fixing to see God. Right. And there's nothing we can do to purify ourselves. We can't get our hands clean enough. Other than throw ourselves on the mercy of God. Yeah. And when we throw ourselves on the mercy of God and we repent, we're penitent, we're sorry. Yeah. God sees that and sees that we need him and we're right. acknowledging him as superior. And that's the fear. That's the reverence of the Lord. Mm-hmm. So the question I, I got to you as we get midway through this and it is just want to ask you out there on the dock today. I just, if you would, Cole, give me a camera straight on me because I want people to hear this. The one of the most important things that you hear is that you've got to go into your heart and ask yourself, is my heart penitent? Is my heart open to God? Is my heart rendered to God? Have I humbled myself? Because if I humble myself, the Holy Spirit can come into your life and begin to exalt you into new opportunities and new ways. And through that humbleness, you can be restored to what Adam and Eve were given at the beginning. Right. What they lost, you can get. But to do that, you have to incline your heart. Your heart has to be inclined. Like they're ascending to the mountain, we've got to incline our heart and look up to God. And are you, I want to ask you, are you ascending the holy mountain to gain audience through penitence with the God of Israel? God wants to do that with you today. Amen. So, hey, let's get into the second half of this and we'll dig in a little deeper here. Let's get to verse uh, five and six here. At verse five and six, the second half of this, just that first half, Beth, is great. You can, hey, all these, you can go get a fuller sermon experience. Uh, Community Faith Church, we preached a series called, with this, called the Psalms Volume 1 Project. And you can see there's two parts on Psalm 130. So this, everything from through one through four is in the first part of the sermon series. And that second half, five through eight is in the second. So you can go to Community Faith Church, go to their YouTube channel, to their Facebook page, or to SermonNet under Community Faith Church. And you can find those archives and get the more in-depth sermon along with the worship from that Sunday. But we're just trying to give you a little bit of something here on the dock, a little conversation, something to get you around and let you get a little deeper into the word today. So as we get into the next part, verses five through six, I will wait for the Lord. There's where the lyrics come to that song. I will wait for you. I will wait for you. My soul waits. I love that. And is and it waits where? And in his word, I do hope. It waits in the word of God, the command of God, the reverence in God, that we'll get to the word devar in a minute, we'll, and my soul waits. That waits is uh, kaval. And kaval is a great word, and we're going to talk about that here in just a second as well. My soul waits, kaval, for the Lord, more than those who watch for the morning. Yes, more than those watch for the morning. In other words, this kaval looks way beyond just what's going to happen in the morning. It looks to what's going to happen in eternity. You're going to be with me forever and ever. It's not just like, well, we'll see in the morning. It's my soul waits forever and ever life with you. It's a big wait. And so as we see this in these two verses, there's this incredible confidence in in, in this. I'll wait for you. There's this confidence uh, that the Lord in his love and mercy, if we're penitent, will hear us. He'll wait for us. He'll be there. And I love this word Dabal. I promised I'd give you a little bit on the word Dabal. The word Dabal is that word. I'll go back to the text here real quick here. The word Dabal is the is his word here that says, I got to get the right word here so I don't mess up with you here. It's the word for, in his word, or it's a hope. It's the hope in his word. And the word Dabal is a word, it's a hope a word, a hope in his word. And it, it means a promise. And so the word to ball mm-hmm. means, remember how, uh, the, uh, Mamak was the depth of the sea. Uh-huh. They chose to use another nautical word here to bar. So hope, think of what sailors wear on their arms. They have an anchor of hope. 
yeah. You ever see the sailors have the cross that's an anchor? That's, that's that symbol of hope that the anchor will hold you in the veil. You right. know, that beautiful song. Well, the ball here is a, a anchor term. Mm. And so it means his word is an anchor that can hold us in his promise. Mm. I will wait for you. I will wait for you. That anchor will hold and I know you'll answer. Through the storm. Through the storm. Until the daylight comes. Isn't that so great? Yeah. I know it. I know it. that song is powerful. The, the psalm is powerful. And you've got Nabal here, our Mamak here, and then Nabal here. And they're both nautical in the sense that God God knows you've got this depth of despair. But if you hang out to him, he'll put an anchor on you that can stand it. Yeah. It's very powerful. Great. And our soul can wait. We can anticipate. Listen to this. We can anticipate. I love this. We can anticipate the deliverer coming to get us back. Yeah. We can anticipate rescue. And, and and let me compare you what the, to what this is for. What this fits out with, I'm going to try to see if I can find my notes here. It, it, it kind of fits out to the exact concept that there's an anticipation. The anticipation of the language of the New Testament church was that we, the Christian, are the brides and the bridegroom is Jesus Christ. And we have been joined to him through confession of Jesus Christ. And it's like, we've been promised to him uh -huh. and we know that he's gone to prepare a place for us. And when he gets done and he gets the house ready and the mansion ready, he's going to come for his bride on our wedding day. And that's the great rapture where we're, whether we die or whether we're raptured, whenever it's our time to go, he's going to grab us. We'll be taken up. And in that white robe, the wedding gown, we just came from a wedding this weekend. Mm -hmm. I can see this. Yeah. We, we're, in, we're, in, we're penitent because our wedding day is coming. Right. We're penitent because we're getting close to when the bridegroom is going to, Jesus is going to come get us and take us to be with him. And listen, church, let me say this. I, I got a slide for this. Here you go. Church, those who trust in his word have a wedding day coming. What do mm -hmm. you think about that, Beth? I think that's great. We had a wedding day, but honey, we got a bigger wedding day coming. My wife and I had a beautiful wedding day. We love our wedding. We love the wedding we saw this weekend. It was gorgeous. Mm -hmm. Got another wedding at in the end of August, the first of September. Weddings are great because there's this anticipation, and there's the bride and the groom coming, mm -hmm. and there's a life together happily ever after. We had that coming in our relationship with God, and we have it coming in the kingdom of heaven forever and ever. Wow. That's big, isn't it? Yeah. And as such, listen, I, we need to understand when, when the scripture says, "My, I wait for the Lord, my soul waits, and in his word I do hope my soul waits for the Lord more than those who watch for the morning. Yes, more than those. It's not just that earthly bridegroom coming to get you like me, Beth. You, I came down the aisle, she got me. I know you girls are eating your hearts out. <laughs> Ladies, I'm off the market. I came and got her. I, I'm got, you know, but I know some of you are going like, my poor girl, you know, she got stuck with that, you know. So, you know, you know, it's not like that. This is beyond all expectation. This is the most exciting thing. Oh, yeah. Streets of gold, the kingdom of God and being in the presence of God. And, and, and to bring it all home, the psalm moves from the travelers to the redemptive community. The people are getting in here. They're, they're, they're singing. We're ready. Yeah. They're, they're no longer actually scared. They've been penting. They put their cries out. I love that. And what we're seeing here now is there's a big transition in the last few verses. They begin to cry out for everybody in the nation to have this experience. See, I'm excited about our wedding day. Our wedding day is going to come someday when Jesus comes to get those of us that committed ourselves to him. But but wouldn't it be exciting if all of our family, friends, if the people that we love, yeah. if our nation could all experience that? All together. All together. We shouldn't yeah. want to leave anybody out. A lot of us, I think, leave people out because we think God doesn't have enough. Our God's a God of plenty. He made a cattle on a thousand hills. He can handle a lot of people at that wedding party. You know, and I know you go to some weddings and you got to wait to get cake. There's a line. You got to wait to get the cake and you wait to get the cake, man. You, you, when am I going to get my cake? <laughs> God has got so many angels that when it's time to serve cake, 
we're all it's gonna be like a fancy cruise where you got eight people eating you got eight butlers and each of them yeah. stick a plate of cake right in your face we're gonna be served like the fancy style where we all get it at the same time yeah because that's the kind of god we have yeah we are joint heirs with jesus we are kings we are king we are we are prince and princesses to a king yeah we'll be served first class i love it and he's I love lavish it. he doesn't he's hold back he, he's no. not stingy check this out oh israel I get the scripture up here. Oh, Israel, hope in the Lord, for with the Lord there is unfailing love, mercy. His redemption overflows. It's abundant. I love that. He will redeem, he himself, listen to this, will redeem Padal. He will redeem Israel from every, all those marked iniquities that each individual had. Mm -hmm. He's now going to do it for everybody in the nation that asked for it. He cannot just save me. He's capable of saving my family, my, my church, my community, our nation, the world. Right. He, he has the, uh, there's enough covering in the atonement of Jesus Christ to put out every sin on this planet. Yep. If we just surrender more than enough, more than enough. It's a declaration. Psalm 137 through eight, it's a declaration that his unfailing love will overflow and can redeem every kind of sin. The Hebrew word padal here gives us a sense of releasing. We were being ransomed and held by the devil, but 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 his redemption, his debt payment is able to set us free and release us from all guilt. How about that, Beth? From every kind of sin. Look at it. Israel. It says, last verse, I'll back I think I still got the Israel. It's going to release us from every, last line, every kind of sin. Every kind. The only thing you can't be saved, the only reason you can't be saved, the only sin that you can't be saved for is not being penitent, not asking for it. As long as you can confess it, he can forgive it. So just do that. I want to encourage you. You could get on our social media right now. We'd be okay. You could email us at info at on the doc.org. Email us and let us know if you've got something you need prayed for. We would love to call and pray for you. One of us would call. So reach out to Donna, reach out on social media. Always feel free to connect with us. We would love to pray with you if you are ready to be penitent because you need to share what you've done with somebody. The Bible says believe and confess. And it's in the belief and the confession to somebody that you have been penitent that you shall be saved. It's that declaration, Beth. Just like they sang it in public, we've got to sing it as well. So so I love this whole message. I, I, I want to really get you into the last part of it here because we, we're going to wrap up here in just a second here. But I, I want to say this. We we literally, listen, when, when what God wants to do here is literally rem, be all of our original sin, which is from the garden, we got that implanted, and our personal sin. We can remove all the original sin and all the personal sin. How do we do that? It's done by penance and the atonement that covers our sin stain. When, when, we, when we do that, look, at it covers our sin stain. And listen, it allows, look at these notes, it allows our wedding gown to become spot-free again. We're all dirty. We all have original sin. We all have our own personal sin. But when we rip open our heart, and the atonement of Jesus Christ is applied to us, it covers that stain. It covers over the iniquity marks, and the whole list is, just disappears. Yeah. And we become spot-free, Beth. And for our kinsman redeemer, he comes, the bridegroom comes to get us mm-hmm. and to redeem us and say, I'll take you home, you'll be my bride, and our hope is in him. Mm-hmm. Now, so, church, here it is. On the dock fans, here it is. Our kinsman redeemer is Jesus Christ. Yes. The bridegroom is Jesus. He is the one that comes and gets us. It is a powerful thing to think like that, that God wants to redeem and get every one of us and bring us back out of this. Mm-hmm. Oh, Israel, hope in the Lord, for with the Lord there is unfailing love. There's incredible mercy. His redemption overflows. Mm-hmm. He can handle us all. He himself will redeem Israel of every kind of sin. 
God is able to do this. The question I come back to you is the question we started earlier is, are you penitent? Have you given God your heart? If you are, know this, God is your watchman. We've been saying in these Psalms, God's your watchman. He's watching with you. He's, he's looking over. He knows everything. But please understand, you have to say, am I penitent? Have I opened my heart? Have I bowed my knee, Beth? Right. And that seems to be the hardest thing for most people. It is. It's hard for all of us. Yeah. And, and the psalmist cries out. It starts as a cry. I love how it starts as a cry. But very quickly, the cry ends and the people begin to get it. Yeah. God's on our side. Yeah, right. He's not against us. No, not at all. He's for us. And the psalm is a plea that Yahweh would hear their prayers, but then they can feel it. God is here. Yeah. He's hearing. And now what they do is begin to scream for the rest of Israel, do the same. We want to see our nation blessed. We want to see the communities change. Mm -hmm. Right now, it feels like a lot of our communities, relationships, and people, it just feels like everything's off. Everything's going yeah. the wrong direction. Really Family's wrong. the wrong direction. Community's the wrong direction. Standards and morals are going the wrong direction. Mm -hmm. We need a, a individually, we need to become penitent. Oh, but yes. then collectively, we got to begin to push in on God and begin to see a change. Yeah. Our hope, my hope, this is my prayer, our hope is that, that God will forgive us and there'll be mercy. But more than that, my hope is that we'll be penitent because he cannot do that until we de-exalt ourselves. Right. Until we bow down and humble ourselves. And it's in that condition of penance that forgiveness comes to the heart of the worshiper that's open to him. Yes. And the heart of God is only found in the penitent. Right. Only in the worshiper that is reverent. Only in the worshiper that is reverent and obedient to Yahweh in the things of God. The hope of the psalm, I like that, is found in this, Beth. It's found in those last verses. It was the hope of the pilgrims of that day on their journey to, to, to the throne room that they would find mercy. And you could almost feel it. Oh, Israel, hope in the Lord. It's there. For with the Lord there is unfailing love. His redemption overflows. His, he himself, God himself, will redeem Israel from every kind of sin. So are you, Penton? I want you to think about that. If you know this and you know God is your watchman, then all you have to do is invite him. I really want to encourage you just to just to really spend some time in prayer. And uh, we'd love to hear from you on the dock. If if God's doing something in your heart and you kind of see, man, I need to I need to work on me. And you just need somebody to be a partner with you. We again, info at on the dock.org. We'd love to hear from you and we'd love to pray with you. So email us if that way, put it out on social media, you know, comment on our things. We watch that stuff and we would love to pray with you because God is waiting for you. God is waiting you. He is waiting for you like you wouldn't believe and you can get there. Just email us. We'd love to hear it. You can always go on our, go to our website at on the doc.org and you can get links and stuff like that. We would love to talk with you about what God is doing in your life. So get in those Psalms. They will open up your lives. Don't you think, hon? Oh yeah. What did you learn out of Psalm 130? Anything special? That God's waiting for us. Excitingly <laughs> waiting for excitingly, us. Excitingly. And yeah. he'll reach to the farthest steps. And it can be a little nervous yes. when you realize you need God. They got scared. The people sure got scared, did. but the more they sang, the more they realized our God's a God of mercy. Right. He's not a God that's going to burn us down. No, He's only going to burn us down if we choose not to repent. He will get us over the bar if we if we say, Dad, lift us over it. Right. But he's not going to let us go under it. He's not going to let us go around it. No. But he just he's like a dad saying, just pick me up and lift just, me up. Yeah. I, will, I will lift you over. I will lift you right. over. I will just wait for you. Just lift your arms up. I'll pick you up. Yeah. So yeah. open your heart to God. We are really excited about teaching this series. And we're going to come back to you in part eight. And we're going to go a little deeper and kind of wrap it all up. And hopefully we're going to give you a psalm package of seven psalms that I think you could really use almost as like your personal ministry kit. 
and it will help you through lots of stages and things. And, and, you know, hopefully someday we'll do a Psalms project volume two, maybe look for it next year, next summer. We'd love to do another one of those. It's going to be great. But I, and I want to remind you that Lucas told us that if you want to go to the community faith church, YouTube page, he's got the special Psalms project available to you. Just go look for the Psalms, uh, uh, index or the Psalms grouping. Is that right? the Psalms playlist, and you'll see all seven of those Psalms. Go get those, use those. They'll be really great for you. So once again, you can go on the doc.org to find out more about all what we're doing on the doc, find out all about our podcast platforms and things like that. And you can always email us again at info at on the doc.org. And we are so glad to have you with us. And so we want you to make sure you're staying with us on our podcast platforms, YouTube, iTunes, and Spotify, but go, wherever you're at, go find another one just in case we lose it. Just in case you get a little computer problem. You can also check us out at Google podcast, Facebook, Roku, Rumble, and Sermonet. And we would love to hear from you on our social media partners, Facebook, Instagram, Telegram, and Twitter. And don't forget to hit subscribe, like notify and share, and let us know how you like the show. We'd love to hear about that. I'd like to hear your comments and please share it with other people and we always love to have you as our patreon partner or friend check out that at our patreon site look for the on the dock with pastor troy and we'd love to have you there you can also get to that through on the dock.org as well at our website and finally if you don't have a church home beth what do you think come join us on sunday mornings we'd love 10. to have at 10 o'clock and we do Wednesday at 6.30. Love to have you. We also have an online presence called our COFTV.com. It's our virtual campus. We can join us that way as well. We always want you here first. So we want to meet you and get to see oh, yeah. you. Yeah, come see us. But if you're away, you're traveling, you're out of the region, you're listening to this in Thailand. We have people from Thailand all over the world listen to our podcast and also to our church service. So you can always join us at COFTV.com. We have a viewer there. We also have a Facebook and a YouTube channel under Community Faith Church. And we're out of Marion, Illinois. We'd love to have you. So Beth, it's been good to do this podcast with you. It's been good. I've enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, Psalms have been great. We'll be back with you in part eight real soon. In the meantime, get out there and live for Jesus, and you're on the dot with Pastor Lucas.